the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon, and happy Friday to you. We're good to be uh, with you on this Stay Home edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Uh, <laughs> are you happy? I mean, we, we don't live for TGIF, but boy, this week, I'll grab it and squeeze I it. I am excited about it, and it's such mm-hmm. a beautiful day in western Pennsylvania. If you're listening to us or um, watching on Facebook from another place, I'm sorry for you because today is the perfect weather yeah. on the whole of the globe. It surely is. Absolutely beautiful. Those two hot days we suffered, thankfully, a distant. Totally worth uh, it. Yes, totally worth it. To set us up here. And it looks yes. like the future ahead as far as weather is very nice as well. It is really hey, um, awesome. Kathy, you know, I'm a space geek. And so I, I get this, uh, you know, super excited because we've entered into this new phase. Finally, finally, after decades of like really serious uh, space exploration. And here in the city of Pittsburgh, there's a company called Astrobotic Technology. Well, it was announced yesterday that Astrobotic won yet another uh, contract from NASA, this time a $200 million contract to deliver a robotic explorer to the moon in late 2023. Now, this explorer is going to be in the south pole of the moon, and it's going to look at frozen water in the hopes of, uh, of uncovering vast resources of frozen water so people, explorers, can live on the moon for extended periods of time and use that water, of course, as a natural resource. Isn't that cool? So if things become too ridiculous here, there is a close option that might be available for colonization. Yeah, but I think if you lived on the moon, mm-hmm. it might be like pandemic feeling all the time because mm-hmm. where are you going to go? What are you going to do? I'm going to go out for a walk. Right. Not that often. Right. Plus the whole racial situation that we have in our hearts would be transported with us to the moon. Our, no, no. Right. It would just be, the, it would just be our sin. Transported. Yeah, exactly. It would just all get, get right. there with us. It's Okay. Forget it. I'm not yeah. going. No. But that's well, so terrific for uh, Astrobotic. It sure is. Yeah. It's called Viper. And uh, just driving around the moon, it's going to last. The, the mission would last 100 days. It will be the first wheeled vehicle. Uh, first, I'm sorry, the first robotic wheeled vehicle on the moon. Of course, if you were, uh, remember, if you know uh, a little bit of NASA history, there was a time that NASA had a, a car on the moon that drove two astronauts around for a couple of right. days, which right. was super cool. Sure. So. But kudos to Astrobotics and uh, Pittsburgh, another feather in our cap. That was a CMU startup from 2007. That is terrific. Congratulations to them and to each one of you because it is time, John, for me to tell both you, Mike, and every person listening. Tell us what? Your weekend has begun. Ah, yes, fabulous. Seven minutes past the four o'clock hour on a gorgeous Friday afternoon here in Western Pennsylvania. Truly, at least today, in this moment, all is right and well. 
Thank goodness. We have a terrific show, a terrific Friday show coming up for everybody. In our 5 o'clock hour, it is, of course, the Week in Review, which we do every single Friday at 5.35. So stay tuned for that. We'll take a look back at the last seven days in uh, broadcasting and in life. Our friend Wendy Alsup back with us in 5 o'clock, around 5.10, and she's going to talk about comfort in times of loss and loneliness, which I'm sure is applicable to anybody right now. And so we'll be talking about that in the four o'clock hour, our, our new friend, the poet, John Misha. Yeah. So, you know, I figured after this tumultuous uh, week, it'd be nice to have a little bit of peace and some yes. light. So who do you go to for that? We, we've got a friend poet and uh, he's going to do some poetry for us, recite right. some poetry for us. That's terrific. Also this or that at four thirty, and next Alyssa Wilkinson, three new movies coming out this weekend that we get to talk about next. It's the Friday edition. The your weekend is here edition of yeah. the ride home. We'll be right back. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Courtney Ramirez, Who We Are. That's truly who we are. Your Love Feels Like Home by Johnny Diaz. And Toby Mac, See the Light. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. You've already been lied to. You've already paid a ton of money to someone who did lie to you. And it's hard to come to someone like me and say, Ariel, I trust that you're going to do what's right for me. This is Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group, the timeshare cancellation expert. We're not just here to cancel your timeshare completely. We're here to provide you with the best customer customer service of your life. I deal with clients from all walks of life. I actually have a client right now who is an attorney. I have doctors. They were still taken advantage of. And it's not just the mom and pop. It's everybody faces this. They've been lied to. They are nervous. They're scared. But we're going to get you out of this. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. My name is Ariel. I'm a resolution specialist at Wesley Financial Group. Call now for your free timeshare cancellation kit. 800-619-3377. 800-619-3377. 800-619-3377. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323, 800-494-2323, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need. Featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. It's a Friday. That means that there is a lot of fun to look forward to over the weekend. And movies are part of that for a lot of people, especially my friend John Hall. So we always look forward to having Alyssa Wilkinson with us. Alyssa is the film critic at Vox.com, and she's been writing about film and culture since 06. Her work has appeared at Rolling Stone, The Washington Post, The Atlantic, you name it. She's also the author of a book I really love. She co-wrote it with Robert Jalstra. It's called How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cylons, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa, welcome back. It's good to be here. Yeah, Alyssa, thanks for coming along. It, it's yeah, it's course. a weird time. I mean, it's, it's a weird time, isn't it? I mean, usually when you join us, we're always talking about uh, major films that are being released in the theaters. But e- even still now, um, maybe the theaters are a, a month or so away from opening finally. Yeah, and I think longer where I am, for sure. But um, I guess there's drive-ins. People have been going to drive-ins. And there's a lot of movies that are still coming out on... Uh, you know, digital platforms or people can rent them through virtual theaters and stuff like that. So good. Okay. So uh, talk about some uh, new releases. Um, I saw in uh, the paper this weekend, there was a big article about uh, Judd Apatow and uh, the comedian and Saturday Night Live star uh, Pete Davison. Tell us that story. Yeah. Um, so Judd Apatow, of course, is kind of known for these raunchy comedies that often I think have kind of interesting um ideas at the center of them about like growing up and, and love and all that stuff. So, but obviously they're not everyone's cup of tea. Um, this one's a little different. I think it's called the King of Staten Island and, uh, he co-wrote it with Pete Davidson who is on SNL and Pete Davidson's, um, dad was a firefighter who died on, uh, at ground zero on nine 11. Um, mm-hmm. the last time they saw him, he was charging into a building. And, um, that's something that I think has really shaped Pete. He was, he was pretty young when it happened. Um, and so he co-wrote this story, which is about a character named Scott, which actually was his, his father's name, but it's a definitely a character based on Pete Davidson, who's kind of had sort of a failure to launch. He's still living in his mom's basement and um, he just doesn't really have any drive in life. And he kind of winds up meeting a bunch of firefighters um, at, you know, near his home in Staten Island. One of whom is Steve Buscemi, um, and they kind of take him in, uh, but there's like a lot of things that kind of happened before that. So it's, it's a very meandering film about kind of trying to figure out how trauma plays into growing up or not growing up. And it's funny and it's, it's raunchy in places, but I don't think it's typical Apatow. It's a little more um, maybe mature than people are expecting from either of them. So I wound up liking it actually a lot more than I was expecting. Oh, good. Okay, that's good to hear. Okay, so I, I did not realize that uh, Pete Buscemi was in the film. Now, Pete Buscemi is one of these character actors. He comes on the screen and people kind of go, oh, I like that guy. What's his name? But uh, the story <laughs> behind Pete Buscemi is that he used to be a firefighter, right? Yeah, so he actually, I don't remember all of the details, but he's kind of um, known to be like one of Hollywood's nicest uh, and just like most genuine guys. And yeah, he he like worked as a firefighter for a few years 
as I recall, he's actually shown up to like disaster sites to help out. Um, and so, yeah, he's a very familiar face. You know, if you've ever seen like a Coen Brothers movie or, you know, he had that great recurring role on 30 Rock. But um, but he's great in this movie as well. Nice. OK, um, so how does this film how do we see the film i mean you we talk about new releases so the studios do they have specific platforms that if you were so inclined you go you know i want to go check out the king of staten island where do you find something like that yeah for the most part they go through just sort of your general uh run-of-the-mill platform so you know itunes apple tv amazon prime um youtube uh voodoo google play also a lot of people can get them through like on-demand providers you have direct tv or any of those kinds of things um also like the alamo draft house which is a, a theater chain they've started a platform that you can sometimes get these movies on fandango has one so the best idea whenever you're trying to figure out how to watch movies basically just to google it and look for the movie's website and then usually that will um tell you uh, the big exception is um like there's a new spike lee movie out this weekend that one's only on netflix um because netflix you know, produced in it is distributing it. I see. Oh, good. So I'm glad you brought up uh, Spike Lee, uh, a new mm-hmm. film out. Uh, it's about uh, five black guys in Vietnam called uh, the five bloods. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. I, you know, cool. I think Spike Lee is always interesting, even when he's made some movies that are great and some that maybe aren't um, my cup of tea, but this one's really great. Um, so it's about, um, Four vets, Vietnam vets, who decide to go back to Vietnam um, in order to kind of have like a vacation. Obviously, they're they're older now. They're kind of been decades since they've been there. Also, they're hunting for some hidden gold, which is interesting. And also, they're looking for the remains of one of their buddies um, who died while they were um, on a tour of duty there. And then one of them, um, his son, shows up. So it's it's a really, really good film about um, a whole lot of things. I mean, it's definitely a Spike Lee film. It's it's just kind of wild and woolly, and there's a lot that's happening in it. But it's it's kind of about how the history of Vietnam, particularly for um, black uh, soldiers, which there was a very disproportionate number of Vietnam vets who are um, who are black, um, and how it kind of affected them, the ways that they recovered or didn't from it. Um, you know, interestingly, I, I realized while I was writing about it that it's a, it's one of that movie and The King of Staten Island are both movies about how trauma um, kind of affects men, especially when they're reticent to talk about it. So that's not the only thing it's about. It's also very much about um, black history and kind of seeing um, the ways that, you know, black Americans have been relegated to second class status for so long has um, affected you know, just life. Um, and so it feels very, very of the moment, but it's a film that, you know, obviously has been in the works for a while. And Spike Lee has been, um, talking about this for decades and decades. Very cool. So it premieres tomorrow on Netflix, the five Today, bloods. actually. That's cool. <laughs> very nice. It's up now. Oh, yep. cool. We're talking to Alyssa Wilkinson. She's the film critic at Vox.com. She's the co-author of How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cylons, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa, let me ask you, how do you make – I still don't understand how Netflix makes money. I mean, how do you – how are they going to make up the cash that it took to make that Spike Lee film if they release it only on Netflix? Yeah. um, (laughs) This is always the giant question. I mean, the best answer. So, you know, obviously they're still a, um, they're still a startup um, in a sense, or, you know, they're, they're 
They're uh, still a new company, and a lot of their revenue comes from subscriptions, um, also probably from some cash infusions, but subscriptions are a big part of their revenue, and you would think, okay, well, I pay you know, nine bucks or 15 bucks or whatever for a Netflix subscription. How does that work? But they are huge and they're huge all over the world. Like, you know, Netflix is, is everywhere you go. Um, and part of the fun of traveling to different countries is actually flipping on Netflix and seeing how different the programming is. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that is just a big part of it. Um, along with, you know, investments, that, you know, are supposed to pay out in the future. Um, and for every one of these mega expensive movies they make, like this one or, um, you know, certainly the last Martin Scorsese movie, The Irishman, was just fabulously expensive to make. But for every one of those, they're making a dozen inexpensive mm -hmm. films okay. or TV shows. All right. So cool. I mean, thank goodness for Netflix, especially now, right? Where would we be in our pandemic if we weren't streaming? <laughs> I know. I think there'd be a lot of people who were kind of flailing around wondering what they were supposed to do with their time. Although there's so many different, different like stre streaming platforms that are out there that have more variety um, than Netflix that um, I, I do wonder how much, you know, an HBO Max has um, picked up just because it released, it, it sort of became a thing during a pandemic. Oh, that's cool. Hey, um, I saw um, you talking on your Twitter account, Alyssa Wilkinson on Twitter, uh, about a, a film called uh, Scheme Birds. Is that, is that am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, Scheme Birds. So, um, so it's, oh, I love this movie. I just discovered today it's finally coming out. Um, I saw it at the Tribeca Film Festival last year where it won an award. Um, and then it just has been, I don't know, in limbo. But it's finally coming out June 30th. Um, it's a documentary. It'll be on all those on-demand platforms um but it's the director followed this teenaged girl in um scotland in a scheme so that's that's kind of like analogous to like a housing project um in the u.s and so she lives there and it kind of follows her over like a seven-year period of her life if i remember correctly she lives with her father um she's kind of running with a tough crowd and it's sort of about just growing up um also, the birds part is everyone, all the men who live in this scheme um, raise birds like um, like homing pigeons kind of, and they compete with them and they have these like kind of festivals with them. And so it's just about her life. And um, I really love the film. If people are familiar with uh, Andrea Arnold, the director who made, um, you know, just kind of various films like American Honey, for instance. Um, it, it feels very much like a movie that she would have made, except it's a documentary. So, very cool. Um, yes, definitely check it out. So later this month, it'll hit the platform, Scheme Birds. Yeah, June 30th. Very cool. Okay, so um, those are the newer things. So talk to us, you know, it's always problematic, right? I, I, for me, I often feel like I spend more time looking for films than actually watching mm -hmm. films. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, how do you do that? I mean, uh, short of, you know, being a film critic and talking to you and having a little, you know, scoop here and there. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. how do you find new and interesting things? I mean, of course, you're probably getting, you know, insider information from the industry. Yeah, I mean, my inbox. So every day my inbox is just loaded with emails from publicists um, who, you know, are representing different films. And that's that can honestly be kind of a thicket because it's hard to tell, you know, obviously they're marketing basically the film to me. Um, I also know, you know, kind of what's coming because I'm in conversation with people. And when we're in more of a normal 
industry situation. I'm going to festivals or you hear about this film because your friend saw it at a festival and thinks you'll like it. Or there are even some publicists who kind of know what my taste is and will say, hey, I really think you specifically will appreciate this film. Like, do you want to check it out? So that's a, that's kind of how I keep on top of everything, uh, as well as, you know, there's just movies you have to cover. You know, like if the next Avengers movie comes out, I'm going to see it. So is everyone else. But that's the le- the least important part, I think, of my job. The more important part is trying to figure out, you know, what's worth people seeing um, and what might they miss otherwise. And then I also, you know, I have critics who I trust. So I will read people and say, okay, well, this person liked this movie, so I probably mm-hmm. should see it too. Or this person maybe didn't like it, but thinks it's worthy of my attention. Um, so I've definitely done that kind of thing as well. And I think that's, you know, that's something that, especially during this time when everyone's um, kind of, you know, streaming stuff at home, trying to figure out what to see, that's been a really important part of my job is trying to, you know, watch as much as I can and then weed out the stuff that's not really worth your time and just tell you about the stuff that you might be interested in. And I can't tell you that you will like it or you won't like it just because I did, but I can at least say, hey, like maybe think about watching this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. So listen, before you leave us, how about one thing, you know, that you've been watching lately, you kind of think, oh, people need to know about this that maybe we don't know about? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to just mention this movie that I um, that I watched and I, I posted about it in a list this week um, that I just published called Down a Dark Stairwell. Um, I saw it. It's a documentary that I saw at... Um, uh, film festival earlier this year, I guess, I guess it was the true false film festival. And it's right now playing in a digital version of the human rights watch film festival, but you can just stream it at home. So you buy a ticket and watch it at home. Mm-hmm. And it's just about this sort of, um, a man who was shot at a, in a housing project by a policeman, um, in the U in, in New York. Um, but it kind of, um, brought a lot of, questions about different uh, groups. The man who was shot was black, but the police officer was um, Chinese American. And there kind of a, a big discourse kind of came out of that. And I thought the documentary did a really good job of exploring that. So it's called Down a Dark Stairwell. I did publish something on it, but if you, um, if you Google for it, you can kind of find the information and it's playing, I believe through June 20th as part of that festival online. Fabulous. Alyssa, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your insight and uh, your knowledge and uh, pointing us in the right direction. So thanks always for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Have a good weekend. Our pleasure. You too. Alyssa Wilkinson, uh, she's a film critic at Vox.com. You can also find her. She posts regularly at Twitter, Alyssa Wilkinson. And uh, stay in tune about what's happening uh, at the theaters soon, hopefully, and on streaming platforms all over the world. Be right back. Hey, uh, what we're talking this or that next, guys? Yes, yes, we are. Oh, good. It's our weekly feature, this or that. Stick around for that. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies LLC, an SEC registered investment advisory firm. 
During difficult times, it's important not to be frozen by fear or complacency, thinking that Congress, the Fed, or your current financial planner will fix the impact of the pandemic on your retirement savings. The bottom line is no one else is going to care about your retirement the way you do. There is another more conservative way to plan for your income without all the risk using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book, 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. These are tough times for everyone. So dealing with your timeshare may not be your biggest concern. But when this passes, do you still want a lifetime of payments, fees, and commitments for a timeshare you were misled into buying? Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshares and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have over 200 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. That's 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. At Speedway, they're here for you with just what you need right when you need it their stores are stocked their pumps are pumping their doors are open and cleanliness is their priority so when you stop by they'll be ready the convenience stores of speedway listen on your smart speaker the word fm app at wordfm.com iheart tune in and on radio.com in the car or at home too at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh Partial clouds for tonight, low 49. A shower to start tomorrow, otherwise partly sunny, high 70. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, low 49. Clouds and sunshine, Sunday, high 77. Mostly cloudy on Monday, high 77. Tuesday, clouds and some sunshine, with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. It's time now for our Friday weekly feature called This or That. Every Friday, Kath and I both compile a list of 10 things. 10. And we say this thing or that thing without any comment or any explanation. Mm -hmm. We choose one of those and we move on. 
it's kind of an insight into the personality in is some it? ways. Is that what it is? I think it is. Okay. Most of all, it's fun. At least it's yeah. fun for you and I, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is fun. All right. So would you like to go first or I should go first? I would like to go first this week, John. All righty, fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be ready. This, my friend, or that? Oh, yes. Denzel Washington or Samuel L. Jackson? Mm, that's rough. Uh, I'll go with some Denzel. Okay. Angela Bassett or Halle Berry? Mm. That's uh, uh, how about Angela Berry? Uh, uh, Halle Berry. Okay. Jamie Foxx or Chris Rock? <laughs> uh, give me some Chris Rock. Okay. Um, Whoopi Goldberg or Oprah Winfrey? Wow. Uh, give me some Oprah. Okay. Uh, Will Smith or Kevin Hart? No, give me give me some Will Smith. Okay, that was easy. Uh, Taraji P. Henson or Viola Davis? I'm going Viola Davis. That was easy for you. Morgan Freeman, John, or Sidney Poitier? Ooh. Well, I'm going Sidney Poitier. Okay. Queen Latifah or Octavia Spencer? Oh, man. Uh, I'm doing Octavia Spencer. Okay. Uh, James Earl Jones or Danny Glover? <laughs> uh, James Earl Jones, please. All right. Uh, Lapita Nyong'o or Jennifer Hudson? Man. Uh, I'll do some Lapita Nyong'o. Okay. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. Or Idris Elba? I'm doing The Rock. The final one for today, John. Mm-hmm. Eartha Kitt or Lena Horne? Oh, man. Uh, give me some Lena Horne, please. Oh, right. Very okay. nice. Okay, That's I like that category, Kath. Uh-huh. Very interesting mix mm-hmm. there. Okay, very good. All right, this is uh, John Hall's version of this or that, Kath. Okay. All right, I'll start you off uh, nice and light. Cherries or watermelon? Oh, cherries. Okay. Rob Manfred, Commissioner of Baseball, or <laughs> Roger Goodell, the Commissioner of Football? Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, at this time, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to go Roger Goodell. Okay, very good. All right. Pandemic 1918, <laughs> Pandemic 2020. Well, I mean, the clothes, I think, were better in 1918. The mm-hmm. hats and things, I, I enjoyed. But I'm going 2020. I think that's better. Probably the hygiene is a lot better in 2020, too. Okay. Cheerleader, flag girl. Oh, as a member of the flag line, I'd choose flag. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Indians. Oh, Cleveland Indians. Okay. So okay. easy. All right. Working from home, working from the office. I mean... Well, as of t- look at the weather we have. I'm saying working from home today. All right. Drive-in, the drive-in, or the drive-through. Oh, the drive. Clearly, the drive-through. I can't stay awake at really? the drive-in. <laughs> okay. I can stay awake at the drive-through. The snare drum, the hi hat. You have to go hi hat. That's where all the fun is. Okay. Dancing cheek to cheek, dancing in the dark. Oh, cheek to cheek. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Bugs Bunny. Charlie Brown. Okay. 
Final one, Kath, of yes. this or that for the week. Mother Teresa, Amy English. <laughs> That's not fair. Amy English does my hair, and I'm really desperate for her. Choose your hairdresser or Mother Teresa. I can't do that. That's yeah, horrible. I can't. You're a mean person, John. No, no. How can... Well, okay, I have... I have to say Amy English. <laughs> she leaves Mother Teresa behind. Okay. All right. This is an awful game. No, it's a very good game. I like it's it very, very game. much. I'm really just desperate for someone to cut my hair. Of course you are, right? Yeah. Well, you know. But she fed the hungry and sat with the dying. I'm a horrible, selfish, vapid person. I mean, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. Everybody loves a haircut. And at this and time, I we exalt. Amy. Who doesn't yes, want to yeah. see Amy? Right. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. I didn't know Mother Teresa. Okay. You heard it here live on uh, radio. Mother Teresa dissed by Kathy Emmons over her hairdresser. <laughs> we'll take a break. We got uh, much more ahead when we come back. A little poetry for a Friday afternoon in a week of turmoil. Some light and peace headed our way. Sans Mother Teresa. WORD. Had your family ever faced hunger at a level where their life was at risk or had little or no access to clean drinking water? For children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Word FM and Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift provides food, water, COVID-19 assistance, and a Bible. You can get involved right now by calling 866-806-2977 or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Hello, friends. It's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. We are hoping you are all healthy and safe. Our family wanted to let you know that because our cows are requiring twice-a-day milking, the Spring House is still open for you to stop by for your farm fresh from our herd milk and hot out-of-the-oven breads and buns and meats and cheeses and cookies and anything that will make life happy and comfy and easier during these uncertain times. Our buffet is still full of family recipe lunches and suppers every day to take home to eat at your own family table. And our catering team even created a special take-and-bake meal, which you can check out online. We even ordered in extra toilet paper in case any of you are in a pinch. We've been so blessed this last week by customers thanking us for staying open and, best of all, telling us that they're praying for us. We just wanted to let you know that we are praying for all of you, too. Here's a big hug from all of us at the Springhouse to you. We love you. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The man, the yellow man. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Excel Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an Excel caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Excel Home Care, a help-at-home company. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. about two years since uh, I confessed publicly to the listening audience, and of course I'd confessed to John previously, that I just hated poetry. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that I'm a big reader and always have been, but I just could never, I couldn't get it. And I found poetry really annoying because I felt like it was making me, I felt like it was forcing me to like sit down and like pay really close attention or something. I don't know. I had some visceral reaction to it yeah. anyway. I mean, well, there's, there's therapy for that. Cause if poetry makes you angry, <laughs> well, something may be askew. Listen, so John outed me. Of course he brought it out even in the middle of a, of a radio broadcast, 50,000 Watts. And job. then I had to commit myself to reading one poem a day for national poetry month, which is mm. April. If you're keeping track. Well, it didn't take me even two weeks to realize that I had been completely clueless and had some kind of, I don't know what, a blockage. Well, I'm happy to tell you the blockage has been relieved. I'm a huge poetry fan now. I was just reading poetry with my daughter last night, and I thought, who am I? Anyway, um, we met a poet maybe, I don't know, was it two months ago, John, that we had Misha on the program for the first time? Something like that. We're so happy to have him back. Misha Willett is author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, and academic articles appear widely. He teaches English at Seattle Pacific University, and we're happy to have him back. Misha, how are you? Well, I'm doing great, Kathy, and I'm so glad to hear about your transformation. Well, you know, you have to brag about some kind of personal transformation in days like this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But Misha, I think probably Kathy's um, her her bias or her uh, disdain for poetry is probably shared by a lot of people in society, don't you think? Yeah, that's got to be right. In, in fact, I get to see it a lot because, um, in addition to teaching creative writing and romantics, um, I teach Shakespeare a lot. Uh, and there's a lot of people who come into that class who just think it's completely obtuse. This is a mm-hmm. sealed tomb, right? And then we spend some time with the literature, and I get to see on their faces as they start to be able to read it on their own, um, just the, this light, this presence, like this treasure was here this entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And uh, Misha, the thing that just grabbed me, you know, I've been a fan of literature, especially fiction for so long, the beauty of the language. And I, for anyone who, who reads poetry, you're like, oh my gosh, how stupid are you that it took you that long to come to that? But seriously, I mean, just the ways of, of describing reality that are different than prose, it's just, it's a whole different way of looking at the world, it seems to me. Do you think from your perspective? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right, and it's very well said. It sounds like someone who reads poetry um, said that. Uh, but the thing is, we use language for pedestrian tasks, right? We use it to to order a latte or to to yell at the kids, or right? There's, we use it for these base things, but it can be used for something quite extraordinary. It's just so rare in people's experience that they do that. That that's not a way we think of words. We think of them as as blunt objects, as tools, mm-hmm. but they can be quite fine. Fabulous. Okay, so Misha, in the midst of pandemic and uh, racial unrest, I mean, I think everyone is completely out of their minds, totally stressed. So um, instead of looking at uh, the internet and cable news and whatnot, 
it is a good thing, I'm sure you would agree, right, to unplug, pull out a book of poetry, and delve into a different mindset. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I think it's important to the human psyche to get some actual diversity of, of sources, right? Because we get so much from the news and Twitter and everything else um, that, that reinforces a, a negative narrative, right? Um, and as Christians, hopefully we're getting that um, through, our, through our time with the Word, right, as well. So that we're, we're replugging to, wait, what is the bigger story than, than the small story that society, society keeps telling itself, right, in this current moment? Mm-hmm. But absolutely, absolutely, poetry is a way to, to crack that egg right open. So we asked you to come on, Misha, because we're exhausted. And I said, hey, Misha, can you give us something, you know, that would give us some peace or some light? And have you selected anything uh, along those lines? Sure. Here, here's one that I'd like to read to you. Um, I was just driving on uh, the, the Olympic coast uh, in Washington where I live because I just had to get out of Seattle after all mm-hmm. that this sort of stress that was just in the air. And the, the thing was it, was, it was beautiful, not surprisingly, in the Pacific Northwest. But that did surprise me for some reason. Like the world felt so ugly, you know. Um, that seeing that beauty so so very careless of our of our human uh, predicament, um, that I thought that that contrast was quite striking, mm. and it reminded me of this poem that I, I had read and I had to go go search it out by Richard Kenny, um, okay. and it's called Pathetic Fallacy, and it's kind of a little fairy tale. I'm saying it's in this escapist vein. Pathetic Fallacy. The rocks look wrinkled, and the sea sore. And what do the willows know of war? The king in his cup curdles noon till the stars are salt in the western wound. And when and when the baby cries, the moon leaks milk and the rooster skies. And so and so till morn is eve, once more as ever, but make believe. Well, that's deep. Oh, I love it. Isn't that such a pretty little thing? It's like a jewel. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little jewel. Every little word is just picked perfectly. Why do you love it? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Well, part of it is because it asks really good questions. It's so small. But the question, well, what do the willows know of war? Yes. And one of the answers has to be nothing, right? That The natural world is ignorant of the problems that we, we foist on it, right? They, they keep on growing and being beautiful regardless of, of what we were doing. Um, but another answer is, you know, what do the willows know of war? Well, they're weeping. They're weeping all the time. Weeping willows never stop weeping. And so in another sense, like, they know more about war than we do because they have the sense to grieve uh, constantly. And I think that's kind of a, a beautiful observation. Like, the natural world is there not just for us to look at, but to teach us things. Mm-hmm. I remember Misha reading um, J.R.R. Tolkien talking about how much of the English countryside was um, a part of his um, part of his mindset when he was writing The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and he was talking about just the catastrophic destruction of it in World War One. And so when he was imagining the orcs and he was imagining um, the wars of Middle Earth, he in his head saw World War I and what it was doing to his beloved England. 
And I'd never thought before about the destruction on the natural world as he brought it to you. But if you've read The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, you know it's like, you know, the way he describes um, the Shire is just this beautiful green you know, unbelievable natural mm-hmm. environment. And you don't realize, of course, when you're starting the book, what it's going to be subjected to. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, actually, that's something that Lewis and Tolkien shared is a love for that world. And I, I only have that in mind because I've just finished reading the Chronicles of Narnia to my daughter. Um, oh, I bought how the, wonderful. The for the first time on the day she was born. Yeah. For the first time. And she, at the beginning, she does I don't think she remembers Prince Caspian and the land of the Wardrobe very well. Cause I started her maybe a little young, yeah. um, but we just, just now finished them. And in that last book, the last battle, uh, the, the dryads, um, are, are mm-hmm. dying, the tree spirits, because yeah. the first thing that the Antichrist does is start cutting down the trees. Um, and I started crying, <laughs> As mm-hmm. a father, partly because I was finishing this great epic with, with my firstborn daughter, um, but I started weeping, and it was, of all the things that happened in that series, and a lot of sad things happened, but when those trees died, I just couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Cool. That's Talking about poetry oh, with uh, Misha Willett. He's the author of The Elegy Beta and uh, Phases. His poems and tra- translations appear widely, he teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. So, Misha, uh, in our time, give us another piece of poetry, please. Uh, here, I'll, I'll read one from the Elegy Beta. Um, because all the bookstores in the country are closed right now, it wasn't perhaps an opportune time to release a new book. Um, so we've just released the e-book um, yesterday okay. morning, actually, so people can, can get, a, get it some way, right? Okay, um, so, this is, so but, this is your work. Yeah, yeah, this will be the first one of mine that I wanted to share with you guys. Terrific. Here, the sorts Thank of you. things uh, that I make. And it's called In Mourning, um, and partly it's about what we were just talking about, how, how we grieve appropriately um, and how poetry can help us do that. But also, for, for Christians, people who might have a, a daily mourning time, you realize how essential that is. Whether, like Kathy, you read poetry during it, um, or you read that in addition to Scripture or prayer time, it's, it's an essential piece of uh, the contemplative life. Um, so this is called In Mourning. Everything is noise. But this hour in the morning, this beforeing, before roaring over asphalt pours, bores us, pours us. Everything is noise but this. The whole show begins again as a quail braves the open, sun having, she hopes, scattered owls from the skies or all hawks full. Somehow she knows the whole show begins again. Heat falls less from the sky, then rises from the desert floor. An early warming will scorch later any left unsheltered. Dry and crack the insufficiently watered, hostless exposed. Heat falls less from the sky, then rises. I'm thinking of going in to wait out the bleached light, but it's dim after out in there, where... Still as hot air, the dust fans, rote rotation, augers, a tomb, too silent, too soon, I'm thinking of going in. Better to stay and watch the world, though a world of work to do. Better probably to pray, lest leaving ages the awful, brittle face of an otherwise young day. Better to stay, watch the world. Wow. wow. That's beautiful, Misha. That's really sure beautiful. Is. Yeah. So the world of separation in many ways, isn't it? 
Yeah, it, it tends to, to damage the things that we make, even if all we made was a certain piece in our soul, right? And we have to remake it uh, every morning. Right. Lovely. And, yeah, and that, that strange thing about the moving from stillness into action that is a, right. is, is a good thing and also seems wrong and disruptive. Yeah, we, we all know how that goes, right? You, you take a vacation with your family, you know, by a lake or something, and you're waking up and you're watching the ducks on the pond and it seems like, oh, this is it. It is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. And then it's not, what, an hour into the traffic after the holiday heading back into the city where you're honking again and frustrated again and think, where, where did all that go that I had just built? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I'm sure that's, that must be difficult. I mean, to, to think of yourself as a poet in some ways means that you see the world totally different than other people. And so that rush of information or the crush of the world. um, Are you sadder? Sadder. (laughs) Uh, I I get disappointed more often, I think, than my friends do. (laughs) That's true. That's fair. Uh, I think you're right, though, John. Poetry is a genre built out of silences. Um, We're trying to frame silence in a certain way so that... As, as both of you did, um, as good readers of poetry, after I finished reading, there's that breath, there's that moment, right, where you sort of let it sink in. And we're trying to make that space possible for people. Yes. Mm. Well, that's powerful. Well, Misha, yeah. thanks an awful lot. Um, come and join us again, because um, certainly we need more of this. Mm-hmm. The world needs more of this. And, you know, in the um, the crush of the, the world, the poet in many ways is diminished um, or set upon as less than, but uh, clearly uh, your time here, you've shown the necessity of a poet in our lives. Essential workers, in a way. Mm-hmm. Good. That's Misha Willett, author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, and academic articles appear widely across the internet. He teaches English at Seattle Pacific University, and you can follow all of his work at Misha Willett. That's W-I-L-L-E-T-T dot com. Misha, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, the uh, the Band-Aid. Ah, uh, the Band-Aid. Uh, big changes in store, which I think is about time. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. For a lot of people, from time to time, you ask yourself this question. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Certainly your family around you, a smaller circle of church friends or associates, all that. But it's core to how we look at the world, how we engage in the world. Who do you trust? And especially When your child is about to go to college, who are you trusting to teach your child what it is to live in this world? When I've asked myself that question, who do you trust? I go back to Grove City College. My child's been at Grove City College. We love the environment, the education, the faculty, the staff. They know Christ. I trust them because I know that he knows them as well. 
Grove City College. Kath, what about you? Who do you trust? Well, yeah, I've had an excellent experience with the professors at Grove City. My daughter goes there, but I have to go to the administration too, John. I mean, just yesterday we had a screw up on our bill and it was one of those things where you can imagine that you would have to be on the phone for three hours or on 10 different websites. But my husband called Grove City, talked to one woman, and in 30 minutes it was worked out. I mean, just person to person, that's the connection I think we're all looking for. Fabulous. Do yourself a favor. Look online. Who do you trust? GCC.edu. That's Grove City College. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. My wife bought a um, pneumatic chair that goes, you know, up and down, up and down for her workspace, Mm. this little sort of stool. Yeah. And so the big box came yesterday and I was unpacking it and that cardboard, there's an edge of that cardboard. It gave me a crushing cut. Oh, is that, that's so painful. Why why are you telling me that? I don't, I, that wigs me out. Oh man. Well, cause I'm reading today about Band-Aid. Because uh, Johnson & Johnson, the uh, producers of the Band-Aid, announced it would be rolling out several new skin tones for its Band-Aids. Johnson & Johnson said, we hear you, we see you, we're listening to you. We are committed to launching a range of uh, bandages in light, medium, and deep shades of brown and black skin tones that embrace the beauty of diverse skin. We are dedicated to inclusivity and provided the best healing solutions better representing you. I love it. Uh, That's cool. It's hard to believe that's never been the case. Well, it's what's interesting is for years, I mean, you know, you would hear stand up comedians riffing on the bandaid problem, right? Because it was kind of like one tone fits all. Right. So you would imagine, you know, you're a black person and get a, (laughs) I mean, not that it's it's supposed to be invisible. You're right. Right. But it's just one of those things that if that was me, I would feel like I'm using somebody else's product. Yeah. Right. and so band, the Band-Aid company has been in business for 100 years. And people are saying, why did it take 100 years to do this? Yeah. Uh, as always, you know what the answer is? Money. No. Money. Well, well right, what, it what, what, there, aren't, there aren't enough black people who are going to buy Band-Aids? Well, I don't know. I mean, so if you're, now you're splitting the Band-Aid in, you know, in a tonal group of colors. So what does that look like? Who is going to uh, – I don't know. I mean, I would imagine the profit margin on something like that has to be kind of shaky on uh, different, you know – distributions or I don't know. There's got to be a, there's got to be a money thing behind it. Why Band-Aid went, it's not worth our while to, to do this because we're not going to have enough profit in there. That's, that's just my guess. I'm, I'm not saying that's in, you know, you know what I did gospel. 
I bought a pack of Band-Aids at my local Sam's Club. I think I bought, and I was desperate because I was there and I realized I needed to get Band-Aids. And I looked at the number of Band-Aids and I thought, well, that's way too many. And I thought, I need them anyway. I'm not going to another store. I'm just buying them. I think I have like a thousand (laughs) Band-Aids. I have like a Band-Aid for every wound you can have. (laughs) Let's hope you don't have to use them, right? I mean, it's just so anyone needs a Band-Aid, you just know at my house, I got plenty. Yeah, well, I put one on last night because, man, oh, man, that was that was a Very sorry thing. for your situation. My pleasure, yeah. Sounds so awful. I, I look forward to seeing those, the new Band-Aids, mm, right? Yeah, good for kind them. cool, right? Yeah. As it should be. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, the Week in Review at 5.35, which is a favorite segment of ours as we look back on the last seven days. We'll also talk to our friend Wendy Alsup. She wrote a really terrific piece, a really sensitive, smart piece on companions and suffering, comfort for times of loss and loneliness. Right, and but next... If that isn't enough, we're going to talk about crazy, bizarre prenups. Prenups? You got a prenup, Kath? No, you know, I huh? didn't have one. Oh, man. No. Bring mm-hmm. out the lawyers because, mm-hmm. you know. I should have for sure. Right? That's what they're saying. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The Federal Reserve has issued its semi-annual monetary policy report to Congress. The Fed promises to use its full range of tools to pull the country out of a coronavirus-induced recession caused by the pandemic. President Trump says he'd like to see an end to the police use of chokeholds, except in limited circumstances. The president said he doesn't like chokeholds and thinks that, generally speaking, the practice should be ended. But he also spoke about a scenario in which a police officer is alone and fighting one-on-one and might need to use the tactic. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law today a sweeping package of police accountability measures, including one allowing the release of officers' long-withheld disciplinary records. Stocks ending higher, the Dow gained 477 points today. The Nasdaq was up 96. This is SRN News. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. As the will of the students goes, so goes the will of the nation. This is a central theme of the new movie, Return to the Hiding Place, the film about Corrie ten Boom and her secret army of teenagers' heroic efforts to hide and save Jews from the Nazis during World War II. Corrie's story was made famous by her book and original movie produced by the Billy Graham Association. Now, 45 years later, comes Return to the Hiding Place, the untold, behind-the-scenes true story of Corrie's secret army of students 
student teenagers' efforts to rescue Jewish people. Told by Hans Poli, one of Corey's teens in the resistance, Return to the Hiding Place is an action-packed film of the Dutch underground's true breathtaking rescue of an entire orphanage of Jewish children. Return to the Hiding Place, starring John Rhys Davies. Watch this captivating movie tonight with your older children at SalemNow.com and save 20% with promo code Pittsburgh. Return to the Hiding Place at SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. Due to historical content, might not be suitable for younger audiences. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, my pillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima My Pillows, My Pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a twenty $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Partial clouds for tonight, low 49. A shower to start tomorrow, otherwise partly sunny, high 70. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, low 49, clouds and sunshine. Sunday, high 77, mostly cloudy on Monday, high 77. Tuesday, clouds and some sunshine with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You hear this uh, from time to time. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Kathy, yeah, <laughs> just launching into something like okay, la I mean, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm excited that, that you're already in perpetual motion, or forward <laughs> yeah, motion, go. let's put it that way. Uh-huh. All right, anyway, hey, things are coming along for the 5 o'clock hour, the Friday edition of okay. the Stay at Home mm-hmm. with John and Kathy. Mm-hmm. Kath, good to see you again. Thank How you. Are you. Good to see you as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. No, don't stop the train, John. You just oh. go on ahead. Okay. All right. So we talked about this a little earlier, Kath and I did. There's a new book out about Melania Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Now, believe me, I'm not going to buy the book. I could care less, truly. Is it one of these tell-all books? Do you know anything about it, Kath? I know nothing about it. I don't, except I just saw the headline that the book was coming out. And okay. I thought, well... You know, most likely that's going to be a total slam job and it'll be, you know, unfair in a hundred ways. Probably so. Well, okay, so I saw this. That's my guess. Well, this this is what caught my attention. A a forthcoming book about First Lady Melania Trump reveals some of the strategy behind her otherwise opaque public persona. Mm -hmm. The Art of Her Deal by the Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan says Melania's 2017 Trump Tower holdout was part of an effort to renegotiate her prenuptial agreement with the president. Melania remained in Manhattan in early 2017 at a great cost to taxpayers to amend her financial agreement with Trump, what Melania referred to as taking care of Barron, Jordan wrote. 
Uh, Jordan wrote that part of the prenup renegotiation involved making sure that Baron Trump, who was then 14, would have a proper inheritance and a place in the Trump organization. His dual American and Slovenian citizenship would allow him to work in Europe. Well, I think that makes good sense, right? Because the president has multiple children from multiple, I guess one other woman, right? No, two other women. Two other. So, so, Marla Maples and oh, right, of course, Ivanka. Ivanka. So Melania was just taking care of family. Is what she's doing, right? Loving her son and saying, "Hey, sure. don't forget Baron, because right, we want to make sure that he's taken care of." Sure. So the prenup is, I think, really what caught my attention, because in your circle, Kath, in your circle, yes, do you know or you yourself have you ever signed a prenup? Well, the only friend I know who signed a prenup was Mike Duffy, but. Um, <laughs> Kidding. That's not true. How'd that Mike, work out? I should ask, Mike, is that true? Did you sign a prenup? You have, you've got a prenup, Mike? No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. See, that's how rumors no, get started. No, no. Somebody says something like that on radio. Yeah. No, that's not true. I Mrs. Asked, Duffy's got a prenup. Mrs. No. You're right. Alicia was like, yeah, I got to get some things worked out in paper. Yeah. Um, no, I have to say that I don't know a single person in yeah. all of my every line of work I've had in all sorts of different Life situations, I have never known anyone who had a prenup, right. but it doesn't mean they didn't. It's just that they didn't tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not something that's common knowledge, right? You're going to. Right. I mean, that, what that is, is imagine, a. What? No, that's a that's a, a, a cultural, social, economic divide. No right? kidding. In our, you know. That's for sure. Blue collar, Yinzer, Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. Right. Not many people we know are, are living in that stratosphere where they worry about when the divorce comes, which kind right. of feels like it's just like a hedge against divorce. Mm-hmm. Right. When the divorce comes, I'm going to be taken care of right. because I need to exit out with enough chunk. Right. So my husband and I have been married 26 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, nearly 27. And I'm wondering if we renew our vows, if we should renew them with a prenup. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Don't we do were, that. Do we not were, we were laughing about that earlier. Okay, so back to the Trumps. Yeah. I mean, tr- just trying to take it out of, you know, I'm not trying to make it personal for that family. But I'm just saying, can you imagine a situation, like how awkward of a situation it is when you've got that many wives <laughs> and children yeah. from them? It's just, it really screws things up. Well, hopefully, you know, everyone's on good terms with each other. Let's hope that that's the case. Well, that doesn't solve everything. Well, it certainly is a heck of a lot better than everybody you know, backbiting. That's, that's true, but they're right? still all there. Well, maybe it's one big happy family around uh, the Christmas table. no possible way that that's the case. Kath, I choose to be optimistic here. Okay, maybe you can Christmas be as optimistic time, as you want, but I'm going to tell you right now, that is not one big happy family. Everybody gathers together. Maybe the only upset is who gets the drumsticks. Right. Right. Because I'll tell you, women, women have never cared. You know, they're always fine sharing a husband with someone else. It's no big deal. All right. Well, the prenup thing. That's just Okay. What about the Jessica Simpson prenup story? Okay. So Jessica Simpson, uh, she was, I think, engaged to the um, former quarterback, Tony Romo, now yes. uh, an analyst with his, uh, CBS, I believe, mm-hmm. who made, who's making much more in television than he ever made on the gridiron. For sure. So while these two were dating and leaning towards the altar, uh, they went and started to get a prenup signed up. Now, here's the deal. Um, the Jessica Simpson had to pay Tony Romo 500. <laughs> <laughs> had to pay Jessica Simpson had to pay Tony Romo $500,000 per pound. She gained 
while married to him over 135 pounds. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> 500,000 bucks what, per wait, pound. Wait, is, is there any indication of how much money he had to pay her if he got over a certain nope, weight? I don't oh, of course so. not. Of course no. not, because that, that, right. that would be ridiculous. He's walking because around. Men, because men can be total slobs, but right. a woman has to be a svelte model all the time. Yeah, he's right. He's walking around eating cheese from an aerosol can, and he's good to go. <laughs> But Jessica Simpson, that she's eating thing. boneless chicken breasts, and he's got like his third bag of Cheetos. All right. The good news is they never made it to the altar. Good for Thank her. Good. Yeah, they could not. Uh, Mark I really Zuckerberg. like Tony Romo. I mean, me too. I like, yeah. him. I like him on the air, but that made me hate him. Yeah. Okay. So Mark Zuckerberg um, promised. This is weird in a prenup. Promised to spend time with his wife. Okay. When you're running one of the biggest tech companies in the world, time is money. Uh, the Facebook CEO promised in their prenup to spend 100 minutes of alone time with his wife each week outside the ho- office or home office and take her on at least one date per week. That's okay, a great wait a prenup. Wait, hold the phone. That's fabulous. No, no, it's not. Come on. You put a it in hundred, writing. A hundred minutes per week? The guy's a workaholic, Kath. Wait, a hundred minutes? She that's knew like, it and she loved that's him. That's not even two hours plus for a, a date, week. Plus a date. Well, He's a workaholic. If, what she if, knew what it. What do you mean plus a date? Maybe the date is this. Maybe the no, date no, has no, to no. be 100 minutes. It says 100 minutes of alone time each week um, and at least one date per week. I got no problem with that. Whatever. I don't I mean I don't have any problem with it because it's not my marriage. But, you know, 100 minutes per week is not a lot of minutes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I understand. I am well, okay. I don't run a multi-billion-dollar company, and I didn't think up Facebook, so maybe I should be quiet. Right. You think right. I should be quiet? Also, I John? think so. Yeah, because yeah, okay, you, know, I mean, you know, it's some work is commenting on these up. You brought these up knowing that I would get upset. <clears throat> well, I was just trying to help you with yours. That's all. With my brain up. Yep. Yeah, that Eric and I are working out. Okay, uh, Chloe Kardashian and mm-hmm. Lamar Odom uh, inv- had to invoke their prenup during their breakup. Right. Uh, the reality star did not get a huge chunk of um, uh, uh, Lamar Odom's $30 million fortune, but she did walk away with $2 million, courtside tickets to the Lakers games, a new car whenever her lease runs out, and a $5,000 per month shopping budget, and a $1,000 monthly beauty allowance. Wait, a thousand dollar a month. I'm sorry, I got to focus on the important thing. I mean, the the courtside tickets are cool, but wait, the thousand dollar a month beauty allowance and what's what are the clothes? Five thousand. Five. Th- wow. Five thousand a month to shop. Pretty nice. That's, That's pretty very nice. nice. I spend considerably less than that. Now, here's what I like: Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban. No. Keith Urban promised in his prenup mm-hmm. that he would not do drugs or drink. Good. How about that? That's terrific. Uh huh. And he, and she promised that she wouldn't weigh over 90 pounds, and she's six foot four. Here's the deal. He'll get $600,000 <laughs> per year for every year they're married, uh, but only if he remains sober. Okay. All right. That's good. I mean, that's God. the lifestyles of the rich and famous. All right. There's, Media, your you know, pre, there's your prenup discussion for your Friday. All right. We've got a lot to get to in this hour, uh, so stay with us. It's the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Marsha from the Springhouse is with us. Marsh, in your prenup, did you get a bucket of milk? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> now, if 
I'm with you on spending considerably less on the beauty and the clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, the that's six grand a month, man. Six Holy grand. That's a real, to real commitment. <laughs> sure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how you could spend that. Anyway, Marcia, tell us what you guys have planned at the Spring House for Father's Day. Okay. Yeah. And so Father's Day is next weekend. It's a little later this year, um, but it's next Sunday. And so we're going to do our annual Father's Day steak fry. We're going to do a little bit differently because we, you know, we can't, of course, have as many seats as we usually have in here. And we do have lots of seating outside. Um, which is fine, and we have all the ta- picnic tables and the little tables spread apart. But we're going to do two kinds of steak people can pick from. We're going to do our grilled, sliced, marinated New York, um, plank steak, and then we're going to do our marinated New York strip steak. So maybe if you're taking it home, you know, a steak is great right when it's done. So maybe if you're taking it home, plank steak is great for the whole day. And so people can choose which one of them they want, and we're having um, – barbecue chicken with that and all the yummy sides so the barbecue pit and the grill will be very busy that morning and then we'll make all kinds of yummy salads and homemade sides to go with it pre-ice cream cones for dads all day long we'll have all of dad's kind of um, desserts like banana cream pie lemon meringue pie chocolate peanut butter brownies all kinds of good stuff like that so it'll be a great day for coming to eat and then we're also doing a take and bake in case some people would like to um, you know, we kind of started that during this COVID-19 thing and, and people still like it. And maybe people just want to go home and eat it on their own deck. And Very so nice. we have those available and they can order them by noon the day before online. It yeah. is good to be dad. Okay. So Marcia, are the reservations necessary for next week for Father's Day? No, no reservations. But if you want to take and take less, just zip in, grab it and go home, um, order it online the day before, you know, buy it by noon the day before. And that'll make life quick and easy. Otherwise, you might have to wait in a little line, but um, it'll be worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Marcia, thanks an awful lot. Listen, the food is fabulous. The people who own it are wonderful. There's no reason not to check out the Spring House. Take a drive out on this beautiful weekend down at the Spring House and make sure you go back next week for Father's Day. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kanodik and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. To be alive is to suffer. Life is hard. It's dangerous. It is filled with uh, brutality and hardship, and that's just how it is. So, so how do you handle that? How do you handle these periods, especially long periods of suffering in your life? Well, Wendy Alsop is with us once again. She's been uh, on our show several times throughout the year. She is the author of The Practical Theology for Women, the gospel-centered women, and by his wounds you are healed. Wendy's got a brand new book out called Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Time of Loss and Loneliness. Wendy, welcome back to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Wendy, I'm really excited about this project, and I know you enough to know that you are a thoughtful, contemplative person, and I know you've suffered a lot in your own life, um, and so I'm sure you bring a lot of personal uh, stuff to this project, but also a lot of biblical wisdom, and I appreciate both of those things. So first off, why a project about suffering? Well, as I was walking through my own road um, long before I ever thought about writing about it, I encountered so many friends that were experiencing similar mental battles, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. your physical battles are or the circumstances of suffering that you have, we all mutually experienced a feeling of alienation um, that wasn't necessarily just because of our physical circumstances or relational circumstances, but it was because of the the battles going on in our head mm-hmm. and um, how just suffering alienates us in our own head. My head space changed. And even though like um, going through my divorce, as I walked into our church, though I was well loved by every person in my church, there was something so different about walking in as a family of three when we had been a family of four And um, I felt so different and alienated from uh, the group. And so really, it became um, a journey for myself as I talked with other friends about how do we deal biblically with this sense of alienation? I feel like I'm on the outside looking in at everybody else living the abundant life. And I knew it wasn't true, but I didn't know how to get myself through that headspace. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. So, Wendy, I, I, what you're describing here, I think, is probably pretty common for a lot of people. I know myself, when I've had periods of long suffering, instead of reaching out, instead of connecting with people that I know and love, whether it's family or friends, I'll tend to isolate and, and be alone. And I believe that's right. a very dangerous place to be. It is a dangerous place to be, and yet it's so easy to go there. And sometimes we are, like if you're going through six months of chemo, you really are physically isolated from folks. But what are the real companions that we have, even if we can't physically go about our lives in the ways that we used to? There are real companions. The scripture gives us true companions 
but um, I, I had I needed someone to kind of help me see them, help me know that even though I felt alone, I wasn't actually alone. And then to tap into the real relationships that were there with God, with Scripture, with other believers. And so, Wendy, for people listening to the program right now, you know, maybe they're believers, maybe they've yet to believe, maybe they're just, you know, hitting a button and getting a radio station, and they're thinking, I'm really going to open up the Bible and, like, find a friend or find a story that's going to help me. And you're saying, actually, yes, that can happen? Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it's, uh, the reason we may not realize it is because a lot of those passages aren't the popular ones to preach on. Like Psalm 69 is a real gut cry of David. And um, Psalm 73, there's a lot of um, cries out by Asaph, who wrote that one, um, that are not necessarily the popular things to preach on in a Sunday morning. But if you need, like, sometimes I didn't even have the language to put to my groaning. And it blessed me so much to find this lament and cry in Scripture that validated what I was feeling. And it was recorded eternally in Scripture by God. And that language then gave me the freedom. It gave me a freedom to um, cry out in a way I had not found before. Yeah, and those and the the stories are right there. The book is right there. It's not like it, it it it's a hard you know jump. You can go online and you can look up any of these stories that Wendy's talking about. Read them for yourself. Um, it, I think that's what is so heartbreaking about knowing what is in the Bible since we've read it. Is thinking, oh my gosh, it's so close to so many people, and they don't even know what's in it. And it's very true, and I I I feel like. I have this thing called the prosperity gospel of conservative evangelicals. I think for a lot of us who don't necessarily believe um, the health, wealth, prosperity gospel, Mm -hmm. we still have been taught at some level that if you make all the right choices, you will have all the good blessings. And um, suffering really exposes that for the lie it is, but we are not always taught at the same time the scriptures that reveal this to us, like um, the book of Job just gives us such meat for understanding this truth that Job was righteous, and that was actually why Satan picked Job out to taunt God with. Um, but when we, when we find these um, companions in scripture and really start to understand their story, it, it's such a good help to us as we walk our own. Yeah. Wendy Wendy Alsop is is with with us. Oh, look, we we (laughs) got so excited, Wendy, we decided to say it at the same time. Buy you a Coke. (laughs) Wendy Alsop is with us. Her brand new work is called Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness. So, Wendy, uh, in in addition to isolation, which is key for a lot of people, right, a default probably, I would imagine, uh, again, you know, personal experience, when I suffer, I tend to feel guilty about suffering. Can you speak to that? Because you're only sort of hurting yourself while you're still hurt. Right. That's absolutely true that we can um, so self-examine. I know in my divorce, I just examined every choice I had ever made and um, felt such condemnation and often condemnation, but I couldn't exactly think, well, what did I do wrong? I'm, surely I must. Surely I must be being punished 
for making a grave error, but I, I don't know what the grave error is. I'm not sure what I should repent of. And I had a wise friend tell me that she thought of the Holy Spirit kind of like a referee in a football game, that if he threw the flag, he was going to tell you what it was for. So if I was just feeling condemnation, but I didn't even know exactly, I didn't have something the Holy Spirit was convicting me for. He wasn't showing me that I had lied or that I had, you know, um, made a bad choice or sinned against God. I just felt this condemnation that wasn't tied to anything I knew to repent of. And, and it was so helpful to me to just realize, I think I'm just feeling a spirit of condemnation that is not from God. And then to recognize Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, which doesn't mean I don't need to repent. I can sin, you know, suffer sin too. But that if, if God was convicting me, it was to discipline me, to disciple me in righteousness, not to condemn me. Hmm. Author Wendy Alsop is with us. The brand new book is called Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness. She's also the author of two other really good books, Practical Theology for Women, The Gospel-Centered Woman, and of course, By His Wounds, You Are Healed. Um, listen, if you're not familiar with Wendy's books, let me just say as someone who's who's read some and really also has appreciated Wendy um, on Twitter, I, there's just something that you have, Wendy. You bring a lot of reason and practicality. I think it has to do with you being a math teacher. You know, you, you look for answers and the way you express yourself is very logical, while at the same time you're open to talking about emotion and difficulty and loss. I really think that that's an unusual combination. I appreciate that so much in you. Um, do you see that also in yourself? Um, well, I really appreciate that observation, and a lot of times we don't we don't see <laughs> the yeah. positives in ourselves because uh, yeah. I do struggle with self condemnation a lot of times and second guessing myself. But I appreciate that, and I do think I do think of theology and math having a lot of related characteristics, yeah. and so I think it has helped me navigate the one to have some experience in the other. Yeah, well, another thing I've always appreciated about you, Wendy, is you have a lot of compassion with people who are trying to figure things out. And I think that's because you've taken the time to figure things out. You don't seem to be satisfied with pat answers. And John and I love that. I mean, yeah. if there's anything that we dislike, it's just someone who's going to give some kind of simplistic answer about something that's really complicated. Um, so, you know, I don't want to sandbag you here, but I do want to ask you about times of loss and loneliness when you look at what's going on in our country. I mean, you and I, and we follow a lot of the same people on Twitter, we've seen a lot of very good friends um, who are people of color who have suffered for a really long time in ways that perhaps up to this point we haven't even recognized. Oh, absolutely. And I um, am very thankful that my denomination for a few years has started to recognize its own history in the denomination. And um, so I'm now part of a church plant that has really taken um, it seriously. And so I have a lot of um, African-American brothers and sisters in Christ that I worship with regularly that lead worship. And um, listening to them, I have one friend in particular just sharing with me how traumatic these days have been for her because it brings up a lifetime of slights and comments and fears mm -hmm. that she had stuffed. And it just made me weep, it just made me weep. I hope I can lament and sit with my friends who are suffering right now 
that's, I feel like that's my goal right now is just to submit a, a lament and sit with them and really hear what they are saying and weep with those who weep right now. That's good. Well, Wendy, thanks so much. Uh, congratulations on the new release, and uh, you're always a welcome voice here. We always appreciate your presence. Thank you so much. Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness, Wendy Alsop. And as Cal said, if you're on Twitter, follow Wendy there, but uh, even more so, check out her book. Take a break, come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the week in review. It's our weekly feature where we talk about what we read, what we ate, what we loved, what hacked us off, all that. That's next. That's it. That's Sheriff Chris Swanson speaking to protesters on the streets of Flint, Michigan. That he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. Proof that sometimes the best use of authority is to lay it down. We want to be with you all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. Maybe an end to police brutality and riots could really happen. If we just walk a mile in each other's shoes. These cops love you. You tell us what you need to do. Way to go, Sheriff. Stay positive, stay strong, and carry on. And know that at Word FM, we're listening. Hi. I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at CCASchool.com. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM. Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com.
partial clouds for tonight, low 49. A shower to start tomorrow, otherwise partly sunny, high 70. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, low 49. Clouds and sunshine, Sunday, high 77. Mostly cloudy on Monday, high 77. Tuesday, clouds and some sunshine, with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. In this era of social distancing and depressing news, I think it's fair to say that all of us could use a good hug, right? Let's hug it out, everybody. Let's hug it out, right? Well, a team from Japan's Toho University measured the calming effect on infants of hugs of different Mm. pressures and when given by strangers as compared to parents. Now, what they did was they monitored the heart rates for the infant using pressure sensors on the adult's hand. And then the researchers assessed the baby's reactions to just being held, a hug with medium pressure, and what they called a tight hug. Now, according to the results published in the journal Cell, babies were soothed more by a medium pressure hug than just being held, but the calming effect decreased during a tight hug. The researchers kept the length of the hug to 20 seconds, as it was almost impossible to avoid an infant's bad mood during a one minute or longer hold. Yeah, that is very, that seems like a very long minute at that point. Right? So the scientists believe that the perfect hug is considered to be a medium pressure hug from a parent. The perfect hug. Medium pressure, not too light, not too tight. And from mom or dad, you're good to go. Like that, nice Aww. medium pressure. Let's hug it out. Go right? give somebody a medium pressure hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next is the weekend review, people. So Mm-mm. stay close. We're going to look back at the next seven days, talk about what we did, what we saw, etc. Friday edition, the ride home. WORD. Hello, I'm Jack Graham, and I want to personally invite you to join me each weekday for PowerPoint, where we'll get down to the basics of what really matters, life in Jesus Christ. Each day, I'll give you practical biblical steps for tapping into God's power for successful Christian living. So make plans to join me for a time of spiritual encouragement that will leave you feeling more alive in Christ. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss.
You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs. More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up. MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Every bride is unique, and at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress is customized to celebrate her unique body shape from size 00 to 36. High fashion, private label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no-pressure luxury shopping experience complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate, and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful at urbbridal.com. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? You kidding me? We went from protest to pandemic like a dog chasing its tail. Mm -hmm. Around and around we went. I think all of the United States, uh, at least if you're thinking and feeling, uh, is in a complete and total despair. That's what I would say. I don't think I don't I don't think I don't think so. You don't. I don't think, no, I don't think the country's in a complete and total despair. I, do. I think the country is in a paroxysm of change. And I think there's a potential that that is a really excellent place to be. It's just really painful right now. Could be. Yeah, it could be. But yeah. I, I do believe there's a lot of despair out there right yeah, now. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of. Well, here's the thing. For those who are despairing, those of us who think that it's no big deal need to stop and listen to why there's so much despair. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Thing, right? there you Hopefully go. we've done that on our show a lot this week. Next, please. All right, Mike, number two. What was a conversation that made you think? Well, we tripped the light fantastic. We invited we so many people on the air, uh, a lot of black pastors, a, a lot of people who just were filled with insight and wisdom. So much. I great, uh, greatly appreciate that. Yeah, um, me too. Our, our pastor from Macedonia, or maybe this was yesterday with Bishop Garlington. My, uh, Kathy, you're much better in your, uh, in your design and order of note-taking. Until hearts are changed, minds can't be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the core of it all, that's I believe. probably both of them. I do remember Bishop Garlington saying that yesterday. Yeah. but I mean, holy smokes, right? It is a, I believe it's a heart issue. Yep. And so... We've got to work on that first and foremost. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kath? The conversation that made me think was yesterday at 510 with Dr. Esau McCauley from Wheaton uh, University. And he said a couple things that really stuck with me, John. The first was, are you ready for this? Mm. Our limited imaginations do not form the boundaries of what God can do. <laughs> our limited imaginations do not form the boundaries of what God can do. And of course, if you've read the piece that he wrote for Christianity today, you understand that he's saying that in light of him being, as you said, John, in a lot of personal despair over mm-hmm. where things are for his people um, in America. But he consoled himself with the fact that the God who conquered death 
can do much more than we ask or even imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, he also said this. I really appreciated this. He said, the church has to be a prophetic voice into the culture. And when the government is no longer doing the job of stewarding its power, it's the church's job to call it to account. Fabulous. So a, a lot of the, everybody talked about the church. I think it's an exciting time to be a yeah, lover of I Jesus, right? We need to be on the front lines of all this. Yeah. All right, Mike, number three. What did you eat? All right. Well, in, in our family, of course, you know, we were talking about uh, sans air conditioning on those two <laughs> days this week. It felt as though we were living on the surface of the, of the sun. <laughs> so what did we do? Uh, yeah. My wife came home from work when she was like, I'm not doing anything. And I was like, let's go to Minio's. You and that's, did? Oh, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. We ordered ourselves um, two pizzas from Minio's. Oh, my uh, gosh. That makes me so jealous. Mm-hmm. Mushroom and green pepper <gasps> on one and a large pepperoni on the other. And we chowed down. And, of course, you know, the leftovers, I mean, go on for oh, days and days and days. So, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's what I had to eat this oh, week. Oh, I that love I it so much. That's so, so much. good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, this would go well with a Minio's pizza. Yeah. But I created a new salad dressing this week, John. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're known for your salad dressing Thank in you. our house. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's like the one thing I feel like I can do well is mm. salad dressing. Well, the one I've, I've come up with is so simple and so delicious. It's garlic lemon vinaigrette. And it is just perfect. Really? I can't, it is just perfect. I have, it's so perfect. I start, I, I created it on Saturday and I've eaten it every single day this week. Whoa, no kidding. It's time for dinner. And I think I just got to have more of that dressing. And you're it's pouring it on everything. Uh, no, I'm pouring it on a, this is, this is what I, I've been mostly focused on is a salad made with romaine and leaf lettuce, a combo. Mm-hmm. Okay. With blueberries. Mm-hmm. And toasted almonds. Oh, very nice. With mm-hmm. that dressing on top. That's all you need. Good to There's go. nothing else that's needed. It is very that nice. delicious. Anyway, Say it again. What is the salad? Garlic, is what? Le- garlic lemon vinaigrette. The salad is uh, leaf lettuce and romaine and blueberries and toasted almonds. Very good. Very it, good. People. Okay. What that's did it. we eat this week? We ate very well this week. Mike, that's it. what did you watch? Mm-hmm. I watched this series that uh, our friend Rod Dreher had recommended on Twitter, and I'm absolutely, completely, totally in love with it. It's called Dark, and it's on Netflix. And as the title might suggest, it is not for family viewing. Uh, uh, It's best described, I believe, as a cross between Twin Peaks and Stranger Things. Listen, if if that's up your alley, that's the kind of thing you like. It's a little sci-fi time machine. Again, though, it's um, it's a German uh, product, so there are subtitles. So if you're anti-subtitles, you're going to miss out. But dark but on don't Netflix. Be, don't be anti-subtitle because it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not the big of a deal. No. Okay. Well, I'm ex- you know that that's right up my alley. Yes, of course so it I'm is. I'm super excited about Good. that. I'm going to be looking into that this weekend. Okay. Well, you know how few movies I've seen in my life. I'm just horrible when it comes to have you seen because my answer is always no. You'll right. never guess what Warned we watched last night. A movie? Yeah. What'd you watch? The Matrix. Oh my gosh. I had really? never seen The Matrix. It came out 21 years ago. Yeah. And I've yeah. never seen The Matrix. Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. What made you watch it? Uh, my daughter had to watch it for her class. Oh, okay. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very confusing. What'd you think? Uh, it was confusing. It's very dated. Yeah. Um, I, I still enjoyed it. All right. Good. Anyways, you can you can mock me for, for it being 2020 and me watching The Matrix. With me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All, All right, right, Meg. Next. What hacked you off? 
What hacked me off is this. If you've not lived it, you don't know it. So be quiet and listen. That's all. Everyone's yelling and screaming as though we've walked in people's shoes. Believe me, as a white man from Swissvale, I have not. So be quiet and listen. This is a period of listening. You want to react? Push it down the road a little bit. Let's just be quiet and listen. That's exactly what I was going to say. You said it better than I could have. I will stop. Mike? Mike? What was the best news you... Wow. We we had, we had almost had best news, but then right. we kind of lost the end of it. Best news for you, Kath? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? Tell me. Cl- clinical trials of a new lung cancer treatment has shown unprecedented results in... Are you ready for this? Hmm. Decreasing the risk of death or recurrence from the disease by 89%. Whoa, are you kidding me? How many people do you know have had lung cancer? Listen, I read this a couple days ago. I couldn't believe it. Um, After embarking on phase three trials, the drug Tegrisso's early results yielded such overwhelming efficacy that the independent committee monitoring the trial data has ruled the trial can become unblinded, meaning that both patient and administrator know who has received the drug and who has received the placebo. Wow. I mean, it's amazing. 89%. At two years, 89% of all patients in the trial treated with Tegrisso, also called something I can't pronounce, remained alive and disease-free versus 53%. Oh, fabulous. That's excellent, excellent news. I mean, that is so awesome. That is just super, super exciting. Thank you to everybody Mm -hmm. who works in research who does just incredible life-changing things like this. Let's beat cancer. Beat it, okay? Okay, uh, best news for me this week. I woke up this morning to see a Facebook memory. Uh, I've talked about this in the past, of course, many times. I have five sisters. Sister number three, this is today, her 39th wedding anniversary. Fabulous. Very good. Happy anniversary, Jackie and John Rickers, who Aww, live in Chesapeake, happy Virginia. Happy anniversary, you guys. Very nice. 39 years. They're an excellent really. couple. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Next, Mike. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? <laughs> well, again, the way he says that. It's a little snarky. I think he, right? it's like he doesn't expect us to have anything. Yeah. I've been living in the Psalms this week. Have you? Uh, I have been lamenting. And of course, that's the perfect place to go. So um, this morning I was reading Psalm 16, right? Uh, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. refuge. Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blameless and does what is right and speaks truth in the heart. Mm. I need to lament of all the things that are against God in my life. So I I highly recommend the Psalms. All right. Um, Bishop Joseph Garlington was with us yesterday, and he brought up a verse from Malachi that mm. I have never read before. I'm sure I have read it because I believe I've read yeah, the that was Bible, except that I never took time to notice it. And wait till I read it to you. You're going to be, it, yeah. it's going to go off like a bomb in your head. This is Malachi 3.16. It says, then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. I mean, if the church could model that in times mm. like this, forget your party. Yeah. Forget that. Your real family are people who believe in the name of Jesus. That is your family. So get to know your brothers and sisters who believe different things, who have different color skin. Here's the verse again. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. 
and the Lord listened and heard. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? The Lord listened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's there, right? All we've got to do is talk, talk to each other, and then ultimately talk to him. It's fabulous. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130-cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support, during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount $2.95 a gallon as long as we can keep up our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open and we are blessed to be open let us share a little bit of our farm with you 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com when the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master. Of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today. The man, the yellow man, Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re enter the workplace. Visit ServiceMasterOfGreaterPGH.com to download yours today. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. At Speedway, they're here for you with just what you need, right when you need Their stores are stocked, their pumps are pumping, their doors are open, and cleanliness is their priority. So when you stop by, they'll be ready. The convenience stores of Speedway. I love being a part of Action Team. For more than a decade, Major League Baseball players and action teams of high school students have been working together to train and inspire the next generation of volunteers. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Just that simple act is transforming someone else's life. All-star Giancarlo Stanton and Chris Capuano join action team captains to make a difference in their communities. It'll just make you feel so good about yourself. I'd do anything to convince you just to be a part of this. For more information, go to actionteam.org. It's the most spectacular day here in Western Pennsylvania. I mean, it is picture perfect. It's low humidity. I think it's about 72 degrees, 74 degrees, something. It is wonderful. Mm -hmm. But we know that earlier this week, it was hot as blazes Mm. here. I mean, John and I both working from home in our spare bedrooms, our, our, you know, 
respective separate spare bedrooms. He's on one side of the city. I'm on the other. But we were both so hot. Oh, my God. I actually had a cool cloth I had to keep, like, <laughs> draping over myself during the broadcast. That's how bad it was. Anyway, I had a bowl of ice in front of a fan. That's how pathetic I was. As, as analog of a situation as you can possibly find. <laughs> anyway, um, I was not surprised today to read uh, the Doyle Rice story in USA Today that May 2020 tied for the warmest May on record. Mm. Now, I'm not just talking about Western Pennsylvania, though. That's the word federal scientists from the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. So they're talking worldwide. Climate records go back to 1880, and May is the hottest we've been. It was 1.71 degrees above average globally, which put the month in a tie with May 2016 for the warmest May on record. Uh, Warmest May on record. Um, The warmth apparently was most noteworthy, not here but in Asia. Really? Okay. Yeah, Cause mm-hmm. May was a beautiful month here. I believe it was a beautiful month. Yeah. yeah. Very warm conditions were present across most of Asia, including record monthly averages for parts of central Asia. Warm conditions also present in both the Arctic and Antarctic, as well as parts of Africa, South America and Central America. All right. So well, as hot as we were in our spare rooms, I bet those people were way hotter. I'm sure, sure they were. <laughs> yeah, they may be more used to it than we are. I uh, guess, maybe. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think of all holidays, uh, Flag Day perhaps is the one that's most sort of passed by quickly, right? right. Especially lately, right? Um, but the Gulf Tower. This I love the story. The Gulf Tower is among Pittsburgh landmarks that will be turning red, white, and blue hmm. Sunday as part of a National Day of Unity event remembering lives lost to COVID-19, honoring those who work in the front lines. Flag Day, of course, uh, in, a, in a connection to this, is this Sunday. So in Pittsburgh, 1 Oxford Center, the Coppers Building, 20 Stanwick Street, the UPMC sign, the U.S. Steel Tower, all lit up patriotic colors, red, white, and blue. The city will be awash in red, white, and blue Sunday evening starting at 9 o'clock. 41 U.S. cities are taking part in this, including Philadelphia, New York, San Antonio, Dallas. The event is being organized by the Pittsburgh-based National Flag Foundation in cooperation with affiliates of the Building Owners and Managers Association International who support the AFL-CIO. How about that? So fly your flag on Sunday. I don't believe I've ever celebrated Flag Day. Haven't you? Well, you, you say that like you do every year? Well, I've got a flag, and uh, I have I like, a flag. Well, hang that flag up on Sunday. Okay, I just, I, I, I've never thought, I, I just okay. never, I'm. It's not something on my calendar. Right. Okay. Now it is. Right. You're well, a look, I'm, flag. I'm, I've got the blue and white thing happening today. I, I thought that was black. I thought no, you were sporting blue. like it's a jail blue. thing. No, it's a jail thing. No, that was navy. like. Uh-oh. No, th- no, it's, it's navy blue, John. Okay. Yeah, it looked it's navy okay. blue. It kind of looked like Elvis Presley in Jailhouse Rock, right, with Anne Margaret, right, doing this. Yeah, that wasn't the look I was going for. I was kind of going for more of a maritime vibe. Maritime? Oh, you were, really? Yeah. You need like a Captain and Tennille captain hat. You you know, the Captain and Tennille are are barely listenable. It's that bad. Love will keep us together. I mean, that's, you know what the- Muskrat love. No, no. Yes. Love will keep us together is like Grammy winning compared mm-hmm. to Muskrat Love, which is yeah. one of the worst songs ever written. They I, they took that song to the bank, did they not? I can't. I'm Why sure did. did anybody think that that was a good song? Because it was weird. It was so, but it, but that's that wouldn't catapult it to a top ten hit. I mean, it's just 
what could have been going through people's minds that that was acceptable radio? Well, someone was, had a little stroke of genius because they saw that, recorded it, put it on the radio, and all of a sudden take it to the bank with a muskrat love. That must be the only song ever written for, well, I wonder if that is. About rodents? Yeah, well, no, no. Remember Ben? That, that's about a bear. No, it's about a rat. Michael Jackson in the movie it, Ben. You don't know that song? Bear. I never saw the movie. It's about a bear? It, no, it's about a rat. It's about a rat? Yes. Are you ben. making that up? No, it's a look it up. It's a real it's a it's like a horror film where like rats take over New York City. Get out and of here. It's the truth, Kath. <laughs> and they eat people. Michael Jackson sang, sang the, the uh, theme song for that. I never knew that. Yeah, well, look it up. Wow, Read I am it. so glad I listened to the ride home today. Okay. So instead of the Matrix, uh, maybe you want to watch Ben. There's a lot I've missed in life. Yes, there is. I did the best I can. Our week is complete. We thank you so much for your involvement with us to be part of our broadcast family. Be peaceful this week, and God willing, we'll see you Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.